Hello, hi everyone. You know the vibes. This is Crisis Talk, where we debate, discuss, and dissect the issues affecting the Black community. You know the vibes. It's Palumi um, today, and yeah, Lisa's not with us today, and that's 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 my fault. Um, yeah, I, I'm just bad at communicating. Um, but we have a very special guest um, who is a youth social activist, I would like to say, yes. Mm -hmm. And that's what this conversation we're going to really be talking about. We're going to be talking about what youth social action is and, you know, how how it is being Black in that space and, like, being a person of minority as well and what that looks like and also what the future looks like as well. Um, so please... Um, I have a very special guest. Um, disclaimer, we know each other from us both being part of the I Will movement, um, which is a movement that is that supports the use social action. Um, and I just thought this was a very important conversation to have. Um, so yes, please introduce yourself. So hello, everybody. Thank you so much, um, Plumi, for welcoming me into your space. Um, so my name's Lanai. I currently live in Birmingham. Um, I'm very proud to. Um, and I'm currently in my final year of children's nursing. Um, so that's quite exciting. Um, and I'm 21 years old, but my youth social action journey started when I was about 14. Um, and I've been involved in youth social action like every day since then. Um, and I was nominated to become an I Will ambassador in 2019. So that movement kind of took my volunteering like more UK wide. And that's how I've ended up finding, um, you know, people in Manchester and all around the UK um, and realized that actually youth social action is massive and um, it's really important. So I'm excited to speak about that with you today. Okay, so now, we're going to just give a definition of what youth social action is. And um, funnily enough, the first one that comes up is the I will, um, the I will movement um, definition. So I'm just going to read that one and then read another one so that, you know, we're not biased here. Um, so um, youth social action. Youth social action refers to activities that you can do to make a positive difference to others or the environment. Um, so that's that's the first, like, the first paragraph that it says. So the next one that I am going to um, say is youth, it's by the Youth Social Action Toolkit. Um, and it says youth social action refers to activities that young people do to make, the pos to make a positive difference to others or the environment. Um, and I feel like that definition was like, um, came from like the I will move it definition and then they just added a bit so yeah that's what youth social action is and I think like sometimes um and the reason why we're having this conversation as well is to kind of just introduce it to like people um listening as well just to know that like you know the youth are doing good things because I think sometimes people think that young young people are just doing whatever and they're not really like you know being contributing members in society and I don't think that's fair honestly because I think that we are all we all want better we all want better for our children we want better for ourselves we want better for our parents and I think the different initiatives that we have does that in our own way and there is a little there is a community of people of, of you social activists or you social actioners that like you know you just get it um, 
so um, what would what would you say yeah I mean I think um sometimes like the youth social action although it's a good term like I think it makes maybe things sound a bit more complicated than it is because really it's just young people out here making change and young people every day are making change and doing amazing things within their community within their own homes um within their selves and I feel like um you don't need a title for that you don't need to be part of an organization or a charity to be doing that um even though a lot of us are and I believe that um it's good to be part of charities and organizations because they can then help you um to help make change and also help yourself um you know I know for myself um when I first started volunteering again although I was giving my time um I was also receiving that equally back in support in love in guidance in healing um in realizing my potential and what I could do in the world so I think you have to give as much as you get back and for a lot of people young people understand you know even for me like you have to make money there's you have to go to school it's hard to find the time to volunteer and it's like why would I volunteer (laughs) like I need to make money and all of this but I always say when you find the right place and the right passion to make change it becomes worthwhile because you can end up like I've got a lot of work through volunteering um so I think it is very important to make the time even if it's one day every few months um because it can really benefit your future no definitely and like when you were saying that I I um uh things came to me um, to me and it's that like don't run away from the social action like I think like people people think like you said it's very like obscure and it's very like oh you know uppity and whatnot and it's really not it's just like you know don't get twisted people that that are, that do youth social action as well they get to the bag let's have it right they get to the bag like let's so let's not have like let's not let's not like make it seem like obviously now I, I think it comes in two parts everyone is doing this these things um uh, as as a passion of theirs they are doing um what they're doing to make it to make a better future and whatnot that is there but also there are people that are well compensated mm-hmm. for their time and I think that's a, that's another thing that people like draw um skip uh, when we have this kind of conversation when we have this conversation like I, like I, I again now let's get it right these people don't do it for the money like I don't I know that like the people that I've met in social it's not like it's not like now they get to the bag but it's not like there's a big bag to get to do you see what I'm saying it's very spicy um and you are well uh, you are well compensated for the time that you put in when you get to a certain level mm. like it's not even just for that as well it's also like if you see things that are around you that are draining that are tiring and you know, you're trying to um, make it better it, it, it one thing as well about youth social action that people don't talk about is how tiring it can be like just always you know chasing oh my god what's this what's that and I feel like especially being black like everything that goes on in society is just a constant reminder of a like damn you really like you are gonna be oppressed like and I think the system has been built like that so it it does get tiring as well like I don't know how to explain because people like I see people and I'm just like wow 
oh, you've done this, we've done that, but then you don't you don't know their struggle, you don't know the struggle that they did to um to get to get to where they got to. Um yeah. and I think I don't know, what 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 do you think about about that? Like coming from just off, off of what you said, like we have to remind ourselves and educate ourselves as well that we are operating in a world in that systemically and institutionally oppresses our communities, um, not just the black community, but many margin other marginalized groups. And it's very important to understand that even some charities and organizations that might be there to help us will also have that embedded. Um, kind of racism or discrimination that they are also working to um, kind of yeah get rid of so it's very important that when um, we within the black community are going to volunteer to give our time to make change that firstly we're doing that in a safe space um, which is why like say what you're doing this podcast is you social action essentially and so you know that what you have is is a safe space um so we have to protect ourselves and I think within that going back to the money situation um the way that I've come to to look at it now is if I am giving my time to a group which is a safe space that is grassroots that is um created by maybe a marginalized group um I'm gonna give my time for free and because you know I'm part of that community and I want to help them prosper because they are not uh part of an oppressive system but if I'm going to say um I like uh bigger charity or something or a big organization reached out to me like okay um so for example like you know I obviously do a lot of work around tackling racism and they say look you know we want um a group of young people to come and educate us about discrimination this that and the other then that needs to be paid because if you're going to give your time to a bigger institution that has the um facilities to be paying for you or giving you back something in some capacity you have to again what I said before you have to be giving as much as you get back um yeah. so don't be afraid to state um what you require you know because exactly. um, yeah. your yeah. worth is very like you have to oh you have to build your worth as well like mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is like your 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 experience is your worth like in terms of like a job so the more experience you have in a job the more like you would get paid and like i i've come to realize that there's a wealth of knowledge that people that young people have especially within your social action that have been doing it and um, like yourself or since you were 14 like that's a good seven years that you've had of experiences of how to you know work with people or how to like tackle different things within the system and how to like just be um and you mentioned something at the beginning you mentioned about healing Mm. and i think healing is so important and like you never know in in what ways you will heal yourself or heal like things from your past or things from your ancestors in a way that is conducive to being like, oh, okay, we're free from it. Um, and 
that's something that I'm learning as well because like especially like writing and being you know in, po- in poetry and whatnot like I think writing can be so healing mm-hmm. and that's something anybody anybody here listening like y'all if you write okay it doesn't have to be poetry just journal write whatever like it can be so healing Absolutely. And I think you'll know that I said this in the meeting where we met that I want young people to know that healing is making the biggest change you can on the world. Our society right now, like we are in the ghetto, like wherever we go, whatever we do, we can face so much trauma and we are expected to just keep on going, especially within the black community. it's been that way for generations it's like so much stuff happens to us and we have to just keep going keep going we don't get the privilege all the time to heal where you know a lot of white people and again not saying white people cannot suffer but they cannot suffer as a result of the color of their skin um so for me with the black community it's like you're not gifted that time to say you know what have a break go and really because having a break means you have to have a lot of privileges around you like for example if you have to be making money you can't just say I'm just going to go on holiday and heal from this that happened to me and come back revitalize so we therefore like you said with writing we have to find means to heal ourselves um and express ourselves and find again those safe spaces and for me that's why I started volunteering when I was 14 and going through it and lots of other people within the group um you know all have we all have our own journeys don't we um and that was a really safe space for me to first of all see like okay I'm not alone um and also like there is help out there so we have to give ourselves like you know know our worth to know that you know I'm worthy of healing I'm worthy of of resting um and everything like that we can't come and kill ourselves to be changing the world which oppress oppresses us like obviously we will but we have to remember that you know we are way more important than that stuff so and like one thing about rest I think the black community don't know how to rest or the African community now I want to get your opinion on this because one of my one one of the persons that I I I work with is an amazing person his name is Tunde and and he does some um, great work for the community in Manchester and just all over with um, big people music um, and big people community. So he's, he was saying that, oh my God, um, I wanted, I, 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 and I don't think he would mind me saying this actually. So yeah, he was saying that um, he, he would, he identifies as like African rather than like black because it's only like when we talk about like black or white do, do we say it in such like in color mm-hmm. and we'll talk about the um people from you know the asian community from the asian community for example we say south asian we say like you know um or even like even americans they say like i'm i'm from the southern part of south america mm-hmm. or like I don't know, like it's in other areas, let's say, it is not in, in other communities, that's the better phrasing, is in other communities, it's not black and white. Like, it, 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 do you see what I'm saying? Like, you, yeah. you have a connection. And I think, you know, why I think that was done? I think that was done because when we look back at our history and the oppressors, the, 
the 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 white man that enslaved you know Africa they did that on purpose by taking people's names by saying um oh you're going to come to this land like um England and by separating what you knew to be your identity because Africa was built with kingdoms, okay? And let's, and if we talk, I'm from Nigeria, I want to talk about specifically Nigeria. Nigeria had kingdoms, okay, whereby people were um, associated with, people were, um, people had their own tribes, okay, out of togetherness, of community, of identity. So it was like, so when we talk about this system and when we talk about youth social action, like, the, the, the systemicness of what they did is like, it's on levels mm. that I don't think could ever really be comprehended because, and the thing is, and I say your skin remembers, okay? So the mere fact of us being black, I believe, this is just my personal belief, our skin remembers what our ancestors went through, regardless whether you are direct, um, have direct ancestry of, um, of slavery. Now, if that's the belief, that would say, that would, that would mean that the people on the other side, let's say, yes. of, the, of, what the, of what they built, there is still remnants of that till this day mm -hmm. because of the mere factor of who their ancestors are. So then it's a very hard system to navigate when you are Black and you don't know, like, the spaces to go to and, like, what people are going to say when buildings in this country have remnants of racism, of slavery, and stuff like that. Like, it was, it was um, back in 2019 that they finished paying off, like, like... Um, the, yeah, the, the extra slavery. So it's like, this is still happening today. Now, that's not me saying all oh, white people are black, black, black. No, 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 that's not me saying that. That's just me saying this is the world that we live in. Mm -hmm. And we as black people, we have to just understand that. Now, there can be safe spaces where, like, people of colour are and it's, like, majority white. That, that can exist. But two things, like, they're not mutually exist. They're not mutually exclusive. It's not like, oh... It can only be like all racist and it can only be all not racist. It's it's all they all coexist together. Sorry, I know that was and I think no 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 honestly get into it. And I think as well what you touched on is one of the key um, elements you need in order to oppress a group is to use mm. the strategy of divide and conquer. Yes. Dividing one group, making them come for each other instead of looking up at who is really oppressing us is going to allow you to continue the oppression. So we see that within colorism. Oh. In we see that within the terminology of how we identify ourselves, you know, whether we're saying, as you said, Black, African, Caribbean, all of these terms. And ethnicity is very different to identity. Mm. And I believe that uh, we might have different ethnicities, um, but we are allowed as people of color to identify as we feel most comfortable with and a lot of people as well they don't know truly where they come from which is also yeah. very difficult and complex and again as a result of um 
you know, slavery and oppression from our ancestors. And so we're all going on these journeys to find who we actually are, where we come from. And that leads down to identity, which is really important. And white people, they really have their identity. You know, they will have it much easier to say, okay, this is the direct path of where I come from. Whereas because we were picked up and stolen and moved and our history stolen and taken from us, a lot of us are still piecing that together. Um, and so I feel that as individuals, we should be able to identify, um, you know, as we see ourselves. Um, and when it comes to, and this is why I feel terminology is so important because for white people, um, they are not allowed to identify us as, you know, they might wish, I think it's very important to ask. So for, for white people, I think, terminology like BAME and things like that are wildly inappropriate because you need to be addressing people uh, individually so for example you know saying like BAME <laughs> you can't group black Arab people South Asian people all together because we are all so vastly different and so it really frustrates me when I see that kind of, kind of grouping even when people are saying um, again people outside of um, minoritized groups say terms in reports like people of color and things because say who you're talking about because I don't know if you're talking about sometimes they're just talking about black people so why can't you just say that um, and, and don't be afraid to to be specific but again that's that's a form of of control isn't it by saying that actually white people are always going to be addressed as this, but we're just going to group all of you lot outside of it together because you're not even worthy of being addressed. And if I'm not even worthy of being addressed, then how are we going to move further from that? So I always start with that, with terminology, because um, if you don't know how to address people and respect people correctly, which is why pronouncing names and things like that are so significant, because if you can't even bother to learn how to pronounce someone's name again, how can we, how can we take further steps forward? So I think, um, yeah, it's it's very important, and um, yeah, I feel like I'm just talking now, but no, what you're saying is so true, um, because like um, Dave um, Stormzy did the the Mom made me do it um, video, and then um, the Red Sweet Two poem. I think that was so monumental to understanding what especially when we talk about being african british today we speak about foundation many great black influential giants have touched people from soul to soul throughout many generations like the words that influential giants like we speak about foundations like we he mentions ian wright now ian wright is such a shout out Ian Wright because i don't like because i don't watch football but I know Ian Wright from this, that there used to be this show called Live from Studio Five that he used to do. So that's how I was first introduced to him. So shout out him. Um, what, what, like, like it just, it just, this isn't divide and conquer. This is provide and prosper. Like, are you like, because that's exactly what they did. They did the divide and conquer. And I think we as black people, we as African people, Oh, again, now, if you want to identify as being Black, that's also, again, that's also okay. Like, like, like what you said, like, I think we are allowed to do what feels safe to us. Um, so, like, it, it, these, these words were so important to hear 
because this is a this is a uh, this is a destroy and rebuild. This is love my future more than I more than I hate parts of my history. You've seen what we put together when we come together. We're living in it, so let us reign in honor of the wind rushing through our veins. Mm. Like these words were so impactful and so important that I think that it is it, it speaks to a greater conversation of where we are at. I do think there is a I think there's a, there's a, well, with COVID, there was a reckoning that happened uh, across the whole world. And I feel like that there is, there is more to come in terms mm. of changes, in terms of what, what is historical. And especially when you mentioned about colorism, because I watched this show called Emily Lassau's Potomac, right? And one thing I've come to realize and come to say um, is colorism works in a way in which you know, black people are still being oppressed and they still have, you know, they're still obviously being, they're still black, they're still African. Um, but then there is this privilege that needs to be addressed in ways in which that with each other, darker skinned women mm. or men are being treated disproportionately to each other. And it's so scary because what that allows is for a them against us mentality when we're meant to be together in this in this fight. And that it becomes dangerous in certain situations when darker skinned people or darker skinned women or men are put put against lighter skinned and the belief system says that the white man created, because we're never going to forget who did it. The belief system says that because you are lighter, I am going to believe you. Or I'm going to like uphold what you say and not what they say. And I say this because there was a show, there's a show called Real House of Potomac. And like there was something that happened with a darker skinned woman called Wendy and um, Mia and then Giselle and um, Robin, they were there. So Giselle, Robin and Mia, they're the lighter skinned people in this conversation. And so Mia, Mia did something to Wendy that if she being a darker skinned woman did, the whole world would have stopped. And then one of them, um, one of them, Robin, one of them started crying. No, Mia started crying when she was the perpetrator of this act. She started crying and I was like, if cameras weren't there to hear what actually happened, to see what actually happened, not even here, to see what happened, actually happened. It would have been such a tough, tough situation. It would have been so unfortunate for Wendy. And that's when I realized that in some instances, when things aren't fully contextualized, and this might sound wild, but light-skinned women tears can be dangerous in a way that isn't, that is scary to the, to the, to the community. And when I realized that, that's why I'm saying like, you have to be so careful. And even everybody, everybody in society, in this in, in, in the black community, we have to understand that like, we have internalized things that we have to work through. Like, because yeah, you know, you know, they, they did whatever, but also we have to like understand that, okay, we're, we're, we're together in this. Okay, we are together in this in, in all, 
waves and forms. And I think that I've just I've just come to realize that like we need more unity. Sorry, that was a lot. Yeah, no, and it's it's important that we do discuss these topics in a way where we're not always just talking about um who can be what and who we're allowing in because sometimes like sometimes on twitter and stuff when i'm seeing those kind of conversations come up again and again and again where it's like you should call yourself this you're not allowed to call yourself that and again it's like we're getting so caught up in that that we're failing to address how complex this journey is and as you said knowing the history of that and I don't know if you know um John Agard's poem Checking Out History um but he really I just love his poem because he talks about how important knowing our history is in order to build our identity and I think with colorism again we can only understand these things if we look at why they were created and the impact that they continue to have which is why when people say you know slavery's over first of all it's not because there's millions of enslaved people all over the world still now um but also if we look at particularly um the enslavement of the black community um you know the repercussions of that still echo in every system today so we have to know our history in order to move forward um and I think that's really important and I do think in terms of you know people who are dual heritage like myself if you are going to identify with your blackness which again it is to do with how you're raised like you might be um you know a dual heritage person but you might have only grown up with your white family so that's obviously going to be different also like the way you might look as well some people um are going to look immediately what their mix is other people might not so I think if you are going to identify with your blackness be about it be about your dark-skinned brothers and sisters make sure you're standing for the whole community and this goes for everyone because we also now are a community where we have so many different parts to identity and now that we're a you know allowed to do so in society you know you you can be black and gay you're you might be black and disabled like we have so many different parts to us and we have to work to make sure that again we're not constantly fighting over what we're allowed to be because we are allowed should be allowed to grow and thrive and we have to stand together as you say and sometimes when we're getting in these arguments of you know about each other and kind of putting these own barriers on what we can be for example like you know with homophobia in the community and all of these things and it's like keeping us down because um of the oppression that we face so it's really important we know where that comes from in order to grow out of that because um sometimes we can end up kind of being agents to that oppressive Mm. system because it's where Mm. we feel comfortable and kind of Um, for a lot of people if they haven't been allowed to come out of that they will end up clinging to these oppressive systems because it's where they feel safe and comfortable because they haven't been given the opportunity to grow out of that so I also I never judge um, people in the community if they haven't had the privilege essentially to learn and develop out of those systems Um, and I think it's kind of we have to guide each other with that and we're all on a different journey Um, so I want to bring people with us um, 
with that instead of arguing with people and, and ultimately leaving them behind. No, honestly, because and I'll be honest, like I was one of those people that would say to people, okay, I wouldn't help the conversation of like, when I used to have like certain conversations about mixed race and like dual, um, dual um, ethnicity and stuff like that, it would be a thing where I always came at it from the approach of represent yourself holistically in all that you are, in, ev- in, in, the, in the aspects of, of all that you know that you are. That's what I'm, that's what I, I'm saying. Because I do think that it's very important for people to understand two things. I think that it's very important that people need to understand that melanin and the way it works is so different, okay? It's so different. Like, it's literally, I don't, I don't know about genetics. I can't get into that with too much conversation, but it's literally by chance. No, wait, somebody with two dark-skinned parents can literally come out <laughs> as light as you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and that's why yeah and that's exactly why we can't assume and we have to exactly because sometimes we jump to the gun so much and someone might say I've got two you know um parents who are dark skin that's why it we can't get caught up in those things because we exactly we have way bigger things to be dealing with please yeah second of all every single person like with me what I'm saying there's going to be other people who say no 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 and other people that say yep the point is we should be able to kind of move past this situation now because people are going to identify as they need to um and that's why i'm saying you just have to be we have to just be about it so if you're not about it and then you're out here like you know you know the like like people are just saying i don't know like you you just you you hate on um, darker skinned people and then you do all of that like you oppress darker skinned um um people like are you want to then claim that you're black are you mad like, are you actually mad? Like, what are you doing? If you, yes, if you want to, if, you, if, you're, if you're black, yeah, you're black. And then stick up for the people that you know are black as well. And don't make it seem, and then don't use your privilege or your perceived privilege mm. to then oppress somebody that's meant to be your brother or sister. Because that yeah. to me is so low down and dirty. Like, it's so foul absolutely and don't get caught up in the clout because sometimes again another strategy of oppression is when a white person will give you know someone within an oppressed group that hand up to say yo like you know I'm giving you this money for this campaign blah 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 and you get all caught up in the clout and then you're ending up having to sell yourself and your community in order Mm. to get these peas and that's why when we do get to a place where we have power like now when I was 14 I didn't have that kind of power you know I was volunteering I was doing my bit whatever now we're many years later on you know I'm at uni now I have a safe roof over my head I have a family that loves me ultimately you know I am safe in in many ways you know and I'm divinely blessed for that I never forget it but that's why now I'm in a position where I can give a lot more of my time and my energy to make change and so I'm going to do that and I don't care if I get paid or not I'm going to raise my voice up for, for people that can't and I think yeah. that's why we all have to understand the power that we have even uh-huh. if we don't have privilege 
we will have some kind of power and we have to use that and even when I was 14 say when I didn't have the power to speak up I might have the power to hold someone's hand yeah Mm. and then that power it grows and grows and grows so from just being able to say yo I can only give you a hug right now I can only listen to you and now I'm in a bit more of a position where I can be like okay like let me think of people I know like I know support systems and even the fact I've educated myself you know I know about bell hooks and all of this literature here and there and I can be like okay like I know what you're going through in a deeper way and I can raise you up out of that so we have to acknowledge our power and acknowledge again like what we do have um because there's always so much we can do um and that's why youth social action um is a really fantastic tool because it can give us that space and that platform to speak up um and I do think as well there's like an extra bit of power you have with you social action because hopefully it shouldn't be kind of have barriers put on it because when we're employed and all of these things there's only so much we can say unfortunately and a lot of people it's not their fault we have to make money we have to survive they can't speak out on things because they're bound by you know they they have to protect themselves do you know what I mean but with you social action for me it's been good because I know you you lot aren't paying me so I can say what I need to say I can do what I need to do um and you know you should effectively be able to do that in a in a safe way um and equally you know be guided like meeting people like you and all the other young people and actually as well learn because people always say as young people like we're still growing and learning that never stops it never should stop I think adults more time need to learn more than us Um, so that journey never stops and we have to keep listening to each other and sometimes in this world of social media and stuff we forget to open our ears um Mm. so you know we we have to be able to and and as you said as well with and I shouldn't really use the example with your ears because you don't need those functions to express yourself some people don't want to use their voice for whatever reason to speak out literally you might be using poetry or art whatever your means are that's why when I say be heard I mean it in a way like just to be kind of I don't know we kind of we needed a new term for it but it's just an easy way to say that um you know like we get you you're not alone and you know we're gonna help so I think whatever means that you want to do that in you social action should be a way to do that so yes and I think that's a that's a perfect way to like put things to um to a close because I think because my what I've come to realize especially and I think the reason why I am deviated so much on the issue of colorism was because I am I am now understanding what what those systems Put in place and how we can how we can navigate that and i hope that was i hope like that was an okay conversation to have like dude i hope that was good no uh, absolutely we have to we have to have these conversations and they're and, tough like yeah, they are they are so but um sorry what were you gonna say no i was just gonna say that you know we're allowed to have these conversations and also like you know, we could speak about that topic all day and we don't have all the information. And again, we're just basing it off of what we know. And 
I think that's a beautiful thing because, you know, we could come back to this conversation in 10 years and have a completely different understanding of it. So I think that's why, you know, we all have to do our own journey of thinking and understanding. Um, and I'm always trying to lift, listen to different sources um, because, yeah, like we don't know everything and that's okay. Like we're allowed to just have these topics and move it on. Like, you know, we could give so much more time to that, but we don't need yeah. to. Um, so. Yes, no, definitely. And I think there's so many, there's so many things that are happening in, um, in pop culture right now. Um, and when we look at like everything that's happening with Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez and like, there's just so many things happening. And I think, like you said, people do need to, there needs to be a holistic approach in how you find that information and when you source information. But also, I also think that when like things need to be like said, they need to be said. Um, and I think how all of this relates back to your social action is just do it and just be. Be who you know you can be in, in ways in which, and do it in ways in which you know that you can express. You don't have to like shout, you don't have to like, you don't have to even say a word, you can paint, you can write poems, you can write songs, you can do um, a voluntary work. You can do whatever you feel like you need to do to help progress a movement, the movement, whatever that movement is to you. Mm-hmm. And I say this, and also uh, to, every, to, to Black people listening to, uh, specifically, you know, and that's, uh, yeah, to Black people listening specifically, I'm just saying to, to all of us, um, the fight is on, we keep going, can't stop, won't stop. And we keep pushing because we didn't come this far just to just to stop here. How does it get to just have to keep going? And I pray that the ancestors guide us, the good ancestors, and I pray that we are lifted by them. And I pray that, I just pray that this coming year is, is, is better than, the last couple of years because mm. I feel like for black people the last couple of years have been tough um with everything that happened with like George Floyd and then Chris Camber and then Child Q like seeing these repeated images can be tough on us so I'm just using this space right now just to say and just to pray that you know we are healed as a community um and like I said, I pray that the ancestors just carry on uplifting us. Yes. And yeah. And that's so beautiful. And I think, you know, I want to say as well that even when your people are suffering and dying, just know that you are loved. Just yeah. know that you are held, you are important, you matter. And, you know, the suffering is continuing. It's every day, it's every week. It is heavy. But just always know that you are loved and you do have the power however small it might be you have power within you to keep going and your power will connect to someone else's eventually because I know a lot of us we can feel so alone even though we might be in big communities you know stuff can get lonely sometimes and just know your power will connect to someone's you know soon you just have to 
allow that journey to happen and I think that's why for me as I'm growing my power I will not shut up like uh, yes you know what I mean and some people are like you know and when you do grow your power some people especially white people they don't like to see it mm. <laughs> and the thing is once you grow that power and that shine no one can take that away like hear me no one can take that away because um people will try and say you're radical you're too loud you're too this you're too that well I'm too about people surviving Mm. and flourishing so Mm. either you're about it and you're on my team or you can move to the side and once you get that level of power where it's like I know what I'm doing I know my journey then you're good um because some people are out here and I don't actually know what their purpose is um Mm. so don't worry about them people that want to try and control what you're trying to do because um you know and again these conversations and I always come back to Twitter because there's so many as much as I love Twitter there's also a lot of foolish debates on there yeah and I don't get into debating about whether someone's or a community's life is is worthy and we have to keep bringing the conversation back to the unheard you know when people say I stand with Ukraine um yes that's important but I want the conversation to be I'm against all war first of all and remembering all the other countries that are suffering right now and often in our media and the world we can be given a version of events that is not the case so we have to do our own work there to speak up for our people um and you know I'm gonna do that every every time every time yes Oh, wow. I feel like this episode, yes, it was about new social action, but I also just feel like it was a space for us to have some great conversation um, about things that have just been on my mind as well, especially with the whole COVID, like the whole COVID. And also the thing about like, I do feel like these last few years have been tough for us as a community. Um, and I just hope and pray that 2023 is just better even with all of the struggles that it will come with, but I pray for like the, I just pray for betterness. Um, so I guess what's your last word and like youth social action? Like what's, what's your last word? Um, yeah, I just say like, we're probably already all doing it anyway, <laughs> is, the, is the biggest message that I want to carry to people. Um, just find what is important to you find what's important to you and there will be probably something already going on in your city in your town that is doing something about it but if there's not create it um and it doesn't matter for example if you create a podcast about it and one person listens don't worry about all of those logistic things do what you need to do and all of that will, will follow um so yeah and again just focus on on yourself and and what matters to you and and the rest should come naturally and if what matters to you is foolishness or being part of an oppressive system then maybe just don't do anything but (laughs) if it is it is truly you know important and it's about helping people and helping yourself then you know definitely like create whatever you need to because there's there's enough space in this world there's enough space like sometimes people are like oh there's already so many of this and that like 
there's space for everyone. Um, so yeah. Exactly, there is space for everyone. Um, so yeah, just a little recap. We've talked about youth social action, what it is. We've said how it can be tough. And we've talked about how, you know, it is a job at the end of the day in some spaces and, you know, people need to get paid. And we talked about the other systems within the space, within colorism and what that looks like. And we talked about how these past few years have been tough for the black community. And I guess my final thing is, I'm just always gonna mention like what's going on. So for example, what's going on in my city, there's this uh, Manchester 10 case where a group of boys were in, uh, in jail because of a group chat. And that's also speaking to the wider system and how we should change that. So if you want to know more information about that, there's an organization called Kids of Color um, they're on Twitter and the Kids of Color HQ on Twitter, I think, or Roxy, um, they do great work in advocating for them. And I think, and my my thing on, on youth social action is use all that, use their platforms and use the things that you know how to do to do what your youth social action. And youth social action doesn't end when you are 26. Like, you know, like youth social action is always is always there. And you can always be advocating and you can always have your action being seen, being heard and in spaces and always have the confidence within yourself to understand that you have power um, in, in, in more ways than you in more ways than you know. And yeah, this has been a great episode. Thank you so much Thank for coming you. out. Thank you. And um, yeah, so guys, make sure you, well, where can people find you? <laughs> um, yeah, if you still want to find me after listening to this, then <laughs> we must be aligned in some way. Um, but yeah, I have Twitter. That's kind of the main place because my Instagram, I try and just keep that for me um me and mine but my twitter is at polis lanai um so you can find me on there and see what i'm doing um but yeah but more importantly follow this podcast because i think that will benefit you more than following me oh yes and then um because like i'm your you your social action and like um, tell us a bit more about that and then we'll yeah so um with my youth social action, it started at the charity Volunteer Matters with a youth social action group called What's Up, which stands for Women Against Sexual Exploitation and Violence Speak Up. Um, and it was started really as a group of survivors of different forms of abu abuse, exploitation, um, and just trauma, uh, wanting to make change within their communities. And it was particularly women of color who had English as a second language and realizing that um, even though there was a lot of help for domestic abuse, for example, um, there wasn't help specifically for, again, maybe women who are migrants who don't have English or understand, um, you know, to call the police for this or where to go for help. Um, and so um, we're now like an award winning group and we deliver um, special toolkits, which are endorsed by the safeguarding board. Um, into professionals and young people to help them to understand this is a safe pathways out of this and also helping them to understand that 
you know, if there is, for example, a white woman suffering abuse, her journey might be different um, compared to a Muslim woman, for example, and making sure that it's about um, equity, not just equality, which I think is important in all forms of youth social action, that as much as we're striving for equality with everyone, it's also important to think about equity because we all have different needs and having a general sweep of, you know, everyone needs this, it's not going to suit everyone. So we're allowed to acknowledge our differences and celebrate them. Um, and WhatsApp really helped me to do that. And I've been blessed that from WhatsApp, I've been able to meet so many amazing people. And as I said, like, they helped me way more than I ever helped. Um, and yeah, like you, I can really say you social action changed my life. So never underestimate it really. Um, and it's not just, you know, there's not just like charity shops that you see, like there's so many charities and organizations like the one you mentioned that exist. I think it's just about finding them and spreading the word really helps with that. So yeah, you just kind of have to hunt really. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, wow. I feel like, I feel like, I, I don't know, I don't know, I just, I don't know how you feel, but I just feel like this was like a whew, kind of podcast, yeah. which is really, really um, important. So yeah, guys, make sure to follow um, What's Up um, and Volunteer Matters and all of that. I'll put all of this in the, in the description, in the description box, I guess. Yeah, like on the podcast description. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for coming on. I really thank appreciate you coming on. And, uh, and um, oh God, I'm just so like, I'm also very, I'm, 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 I'm happy, but I'm doing what you're like, just like you're drained from like, you're just like, oh. Because um, I feel like a lot of heavy subjects were, 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 were talked about. I don't about. even know how we got how yes. we into some of the things but we spoke about the things and sometimes yeah it just happens but yeah it was um it was like we really went there <laughs> we did so um that's just a disclaimer and i know the disclaimer is coming at the end but like that's just a disclaimer for everyone <laughs> listening apologies but i feel like these conversations need to happen yeah um but thank you so much for coming on okay um and Yes, we're going to have you on another episode, by the way. Um, I think we're going to do a part two with this, um, with Sam, who I co-founded Creation Foundation with, and Lisa as well, also going to do that. I think you guys would have such an interesting conversation because they've been doing it as well for such a long time in your social action. So yes, um, follow us on Crisis Talk, um, follow Creation Foundation underscore, underscore on Instagram. You know the vibe. It's been Crisis Talk. Peace out, y'all. Uh, Right.